Hello, fellow theater people. Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host. If you've been paying attention to the Broadway press over the last day or so, you know that the incredibly popular, incredibly anonymous social media personality, annoying actor friend has identified himself. We now know that the hilarious social commentator slash author of Hashtag Grateful and Hashtag So Blessed is the very handsome Andrew Bredis. So who is this guy? Why did he create Annoying Actor Friend and why did he pick now to identify himself? You're about to find out. Here's our conversation. Annoying Actor Friend, welcome not only to the Theater People podcast, but to my home, Thank you so much for having me. You have a beautiful home. Thank you so Thank much. You. Do you want to, now that you're officially out, do you want to um, just say hello as you? Oh, hi. Uh, hi, my name is Andrew Bradis, Um, not Andrew Keenan Bulger. My name is Andrew <laughs> Bradis. Um, that's spelled B-R-I-E-D-I-S. It's Lithuanian for reindeer, and everyone's going to mispronounce it for the rest of my life. Oh, and I'm annoying actor friend. Hi. <laughs> um, you're very handsome. Let's get okay. that out of the way right at the top. Thank you. Thank um, you. So, we're, me. so thank, you, thank you for being public now. I hope you'll use that to your advantage. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to like, you know, it's just more shameless self-promotion here. Mm-hmm. Um, that made zero sense, that right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing is I'm so used to editing everything I say. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I've done an interview, it's been through email, and I spend tedious hours, minutes, uh, trying to edit everything I say, so I say the right thing. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those times where I don't get to do that, so yeah. I'm really excited to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. Tell, tell me how annoying actor... Tell me a little bit about who you are, where you come from. Where I come from. And then sort of how, how your experience led to your annoying actor friend persona. Awesome. Um, I am from San Diego, California, and uh, I grew up doing youth theater. I started doing youth theater when I was nine because, uh, well, my mom was trying to get me into it for a while, and I was insanely jealous of the kid in Jurassic Park and I cried myself to sleep every night and I was like why am I not in this movie uh and uh my mom was like well if you want to be in it so badly why don't you write Steven Spielberg and ask him to be the next one and I was like okay so she found his address at Amblin Entertainment before Google all this was in 1993 and I wrote him an email uh, an email a letter (laughs) and I said I I would like to be in Jurassic Park 2 or 3 I I wasn't picky um (laughs) I mean, I mean was, you want to read the script first, but you're yeah. gonna, you'll probably do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that three was going to be so bad, right. but I still would have done it. And uh, and I got a letter back from his uh, head of PR, and she said, uh, explained how agents work and how casting works, how auditions work, and I said, "That's amazing that they wrote you back." I know, though. I know. Like, uh, take uh, initiative, kids. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Just yeah. do it. And so I, um, I, I went up to my mom and I said, "Okay, I'm ready." And then I went into youth theater, and. Uh, Youth theater kind of led to me pursuing, um, you know, like professional theater in San Diego when I was a teenager. And then uh, I decided to go to a conservatory program or audition for one when I was in a, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I auditioned for CCM, mm-hmm. didn't get in. Um, I auditioned for Boston Conservatory, didn't get in. Um, didn't know <laughs> that uh, anything about Michigan at the time. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was a school that was big, but uh, I didn't know that it was a school. Uh, Carnegie Mellon didn't know that that was a big program. I, I like had done half the right amount of research. Right. Uh, and so I got into the Hart School of Music. Oh, cool. And uh, I went there. And I was there for three years. Hart School of Music in Connecticut, West Hart for Connecticut. Uh, I was after my junior year is when I auditioned for the National Tour of the Boyfriend mm-hmm. and that Julie Andrews directed at good speed. And then it went on tour. And I got that and I didn't go back for my senior year so I went on tour for a year mm-hmm. uh, with that did day. everyone try to talk you out of that 
No. Um, my dad was always really, really supportive. Uh, and he just said, uh, you know, when you go back, you go back after that. Uh, or not, if you keep working. Um, so it was kind of like one of those, you have to take this, uh, this opportunity when it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I was going to get my equity card, and, uh, and I was like, oh, great, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to be a huge star after this. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, even my dean, like my dean was always like, he kind of said, hey, yeah, do you take this job now? And then, because there's always a spot for you if you want to come back. Uh-huh. And then, so you did that. I did that. Yes. And in, in the blog post, you write about how um, somebody somebody cautioned you. I think maybe you were on that tour. Uh, oh, it, this was um, uh, a friend of mine who had, I'd worked in a regional production of South Pacific with, and he was uh, he was older, and he kind of like said this. He said that this to me. He said like, "Oh, he's like, well, Julie Andrews gave you your equity card." And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and that's something nobody will ever be able to take away from you. I was like, <laughs> I was like correct. But like, is that like, if, he was like, meaning that that happened. Right. And so, and so nobody's going to be like, but whatever happens next, you know, you might get screwed in this business, but you'll always have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of always the caution I felt like I had. Uh, like there was some sort of like thing he was trying to tell me. Well, um, because you didn't go back to school, right? You came, no. you finished the tour, you came to New York. Yeah. We finished in March mm-hmm. of 2006. And uh, I, my class would have been graduating that May and I came, I moved, uh, and I immediately started sending out hard copy submissions to try to get agents. Uh-huh. Um, I worked with a couple different agents, uh, over the course of that summer, switched with some others, uh, and then started freelancing with like an office and just auditioning. I was really trying to get on a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now dating myself here because they're all gone. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All of them. I went in for all four of them a couple times. Uh, and, just really like was trying to, I think I kind of like was spreading myself really thin. It was like, I want to, oh, I want to model, but that's a whole other industry. Right. You know, like, oh, I want to do, you know, TV and film. I want to do musical theater. I wasn't, it's like, there's so many different skills you have to keep up to be able to do <laughs> yeah. all of those things. And, uh, and, and sort of after a course of, I'd say a couple of years, I was just really, really, can we curse on this podcast? Of course, Cause, please, because okay, so eventually as we get from, I'm starting just dropping <laughs> F-bombs. Um, I was really shitty at pursuing the business. Yeah. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of determination and a lot of all of those, those qualities just to be able to, 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 to do that every day. And, uh, and I, I just, I didn't really have that. I had it in school when somebody was dictating what to do, when I had classes, I had to show up at, uh, grades. Um, then I was always good. So what, what made you ultimately decide to like, like to just stop pursuing it? Um, I think that, uh, I'd say, Oh, I, I had all of the, just, I was at a restaurant for four years. Um, yeah, as a waiter. Yeah. Not like sitting there at a table. I just was eating pizza <laughs> at Cafe Fiorello for four years. No, I was a server at Lincoln, across from Lincoln Center with uh, Nika Graf Lanzaroni of the ensemble. Oh, Nika. Was a, uh, was our, uh, was our, one of our hostesses. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Andreas, who's mm-hmm. also performer in the business, was one of our hostesses. Um, ben Schrader, who from Book of Mormon, yep. was, in, was one of the servers with me. Uh, and we were all there. And I just, and it was during like the recession. Yeah. And, and you didn't want to leave your restaurant job. So everybody, people were like holding on to them. So uh, I, I was like, I got I to, gotta, you know, stay here. And I'm not going to try to audition for something that's going to be, you know, maybe going to pay me less money. I don't want to go out of town, all of that. I started making excuses of, of like what I could. I was very particular about what I could audition for and wouldn't audition for, which by three years off of a tour and while uh, that's just a lot of uh, that's just a kind of a like a lot to demand after not really having that no like zero credits i had one good credit that after you know a year kind of loses its um power i mean yeah it was julie andrews but like what are you doing now yeah yeah and uh and and 
so I'd say that I just kind of just got depressed. Like I just got depressed and everything was, you know, terrible mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do anything. I just hated that. Like I would get an audition and I'd be like, Oh God, I have to prepare for this. I have to learn to spend a, two days trying to memorize the script or, you know, all of that. And so I'd say around 2010, I was like, I just have to stop. And, uh, um, and I've also, one of the things I've always wanted to do is write. And, mm-hmm. and I've wanted to write as long as I've wanted to be an actor. Um, but this is kind of what I fell into first, which I loved. I loved acting when it was good. But I didn't love it when it's bad. Yeah. And you have to love it when it's bad. What made you get like sit down at the computer and think, I'm now going to create this Twitter personality annoying actor friend? Was it was like, it just that? It's kind of no, it's kind of like a it, there was a little bit of a journey to that place that for me to be there because I was started working with a writing partner, we were writing a musical together and I was writing the book and he was writing the music and the lyrics. And that's kind of at this I started doing that at the same time that I transitioned into becoming a personal trainer. Uh-huh. So it was just like I'm leaving the restaurant, I'm gonna be a personal trainer, I'm gonna leave the career, I'm gonna leave the business. So I'd say two thousand ten was I was like, I'm done. I actually remember the moment. Um it might have been maybe a little bit later, and maybe it was like maybe into two thousand eleven is when I officially made the break. It was the my last appointment was for the original Book of Mormon. Company. Oh, wow. And I went in uh, for, I think it was a standby. And um, and I did, it was like, do something funny. And so my friend who I was working with, who was writing with, he we developed uh, this uh, this number off of uh, using, what was it, all of the Mormon, real Mormon songs that they sing in school. <laughs> and he did this Bobby Lopez arrangement to it. And he played it. And uh, I and I learned it that day. And um and totally bombed it, like mess up the lyrics and then like finished it strong. Uh, I did the sides okay. And then I was like, oh yeah, that was great. That was it. I'm done. But I was happy with t- to go out that way. Totally. And actually, just funny story, Nick Rouleau from uh, Book of Mormon, uh-huh. when he did one of the Sobeless concerts. Uh, I said, can you sing something from Book of Mormon? He's like, no, what stays in the Eugene O'Neill. Happens in Eugene O'Neill, stays in Eugene O'Neill. I said, well, I have these, this random arrangement of my audition for Book of Mormon, which just sounds like it. Do you want to do that? And he did that. So those of you who are there, the, uh, Nick Rulo sang my audition material for That's Book of Mormon. That's so funny. Um, so I'd say that uh, the Twitter thing happened. I'd probably been writing with a, a writing partner on and off for like a couple, about two years, and then personal training at the same time, because those, those things work so, you know, dependent. Yeah. They make sense together. <laughs> totally. I was saying the other day to one of my clients, I said, is there anything more? awful than a personal trainer who also writes satirical <laughs> cultural commentary about Broadway. Like, is that, that just sounds so millennial. <laughs> um, oh yeah, this is what I do on the side. I'm, oh, excuse me, I gotta make a Hamilton meme. Five more. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so I was uh, doing, a, what was I? I was at, I was at Equinox and the Twitter thing happened where 2012, I mean, there were other parody Twitter accounts like that were happening around. We were seeing like, you know, not Tilda Swinton and things uh-huh. like that. I started seeing people doing these accounts and actually it was my wife. Uh, she did it first. Mm-hmm. She did, uh, um, she created a parody Twitter account of Sarah Marie Jenkins, my <laughs> wife, Sarah. Um, she did a, a parody Twitter account. She still runs occasionally when she feels like it, uh, based on the Chicago Flyer Girls in Times Square. <laughs> Because that was our Halloween costume, the previous Halloween. She was Roxy Red Tights, as she calls her. She coined that term. Roxy Red Tights is what she calls them. I don't think that's a Theater Mama approved name. Theater Mama is the the company that runs them. Uh, And then I was a broken Spider-Man from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. And that's what we were for Halloween. So she bases a a parody Twitter account off of that and called it Roxy Red Tights. And just basically was doing weird tweets. And I was like, like, oh, I want one. (laughs) <laughs> and so over the course of a couple of weeks, I tried different ones. I tried, uh, 
um, one called Jaded New Yorker. I think I did three tweets. It's uh-huh. terrible. It's not funny at all. Uh-huh. Um, couldn't get me to follow it. Uh, and then uh, and then I did one called Condescending Trainer. It's just like <laughs> it's like oh you're gonna drink a Gatorade. What do you might as well eat a bagel? Like it was like it was just bad <laughs> stuff. It was like you have really good form. It was like all condescending things a trainer would say to you. Yeah. But the thing at that time, the culture of personal training on social media is is very much like self promoting. So they don't really follow. So I would follow all these personal trainers and they wouldn't follow you back. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah. so they weren't really paying attention to who was following them. So that bombed. Um, so then. It was, meanwhile, there was a period of time where over that like summer, I had been growing progressively annoyed with social media behavior. Uh Like we started to, because if you look at the way we use the, uh, the internet time hop has been perfect for telling me how social media was used from year to year. Totally. So you see how like in 2007, eight, we're still using is, and we're saying whatever we're doing because everybody had the phone uh, internet on the phone for the first time. It was really exciting. So I cared that you were having a sandwich. Right. Right. In 2008. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit about your sandwich now. Like when I, I'll, I'll see posts now and be like, God, that post looks so 2011. <laughs> and I know how dumb that sounds, but it's also that we had a period of way in which we all kind of use social media at the time. And so in 12, we started to really see these trends about how actors would post about things. That's when, when blessed was not being used ironically yet. That's right. When, yeah. People were like, Oh my God, I'm or humble. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 My favorite thing is when people say how humbled they are. I'm like, by <laughs> saying that on social media, it's like, that, that's, that's like going directly of, uh, against the definition of humble. Um, or when it rains, it pours. Or the secret really does work. All these things were happening. Yes. Or like the ambiguous brag where it's like, oh, such good news. Wish I could share. Like all those things were happening. And so I was, I was, I was like, oh, my God, this is really annoying. And like I think my wife went on a rant. Sarah went on this rant for, uh, about it about the week before I made it that was pretty fantastic about like, about like I don't care about this. I don't care about that. It was really funny. And so it was all in my head. And then my friend, uh, my friend, I'll say J. David Anderson, um, who's fantastic, uh, he sends me this uh, text with the screen cap and has this, it just was like, everybody had been posting things like this. It's just, this was the one where like, I read this and like, and I was like, no, that's it. I, that's it. I, I can't anymore. Uh, now, mind you, I was just as horrible. Right. Horrible. I read one yesterday from 2008 of my own on Time Hopper. It was like, it was like. I was in Boston and I hadn't been in Boston since I was on tour and I was on tour. It was like so exciting. And now I'm in Boston, I'm unemployed and I'm just like sitting here in, you know, the Boston common memorizing a monologue, looking at the leaves change. What happened to the last three years? (laughs) This is like horrible, horrible. It had like two likes. Uh, and, (laughs) um, so, so I think I had the awareness to know that I'd been just as bad at some point. And if I had been maybe working at the time, no, see, I, in 2012, I'd like loved my personal training job. Uh-huh. I loved my clients. I, I was fully, I had fully broken from acting. Uh-huh. Um, I had no bitterness towards it. I, it just was kind of like, like gone in me, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, and so, but these people seemed like something fun to, uh, to kind of make fun of or to spread this awareness of like. What what is this? Yeah. So I immediately I did it in like six minutes. I just said I went right to Twitter because I'd already made three accounts that bombed. So I knew exactly how to <laughs> how to make it. I had to make a fake email address because uh-huh. I, I, for some reason I knew that I didn't want it tied to my email address. Uh-huh. Um, and then I logged it on. And I looked up like annoying actors and 
Ellis from Smash came up. Yeah. Um, and I and that first season had just ended, so he was like right in everybody's mind with that yes. character being so horrible. Horrible. Uh, I followed five hundred people. Oh my god. And three to five hundred people. It was like I went to my account and followed everybody who followed me. Then went I just kind of threaded off at random. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people were in my circle, a lot of people weren't. And at the time, again, I think it was when people paid more attention to who followed them. So yeah. especially specifically actors. And you'd get that alert. And be like, annoying actor friend follow you, but what? Like, why is that following me? What is that? Yeah. And uh, they looked at like my six tweets that I had done, and I started to get people following me back and tweeting about it. And that's sort of how the, that's the audience so was built. Interesting. Um, and it's crazy. I don't think I could do that today. Yeah. I think that people are much more. Um, how many followers was, do you have now? I just hit twenty thousand. Wow. It was really exciting, and I had to campaign for it because I was right at nineteen nine nine nine. Yeah. I just yeah. tweeted, "Somebody follow me!" <laughs> like I needed to break twenty k. I thought like I was gonna die that night. Like, I'm like I have to, I have to follow that. Right, yeah. When did when was annoying actor friend at its like peak? When was it at its hottest? Like its hottest. Um, I had a lot of heat just right in the beginning because everybody thought. Specifically, in the bit like everybody thought it was somebody in their cast. Yeah. Oh, it's somebody here because I was saying something that somebody had just said. So I'd say there was a lot of heat in the beginning. Um, I think when Smash season two, when I'm um, a little bit there. Uh, and then the biggest, I think, probably was when I started just going after the touring contracts with Equity. It would be like when it was, I was the most guarded when yeah. that happened. And how, how many people knew at that point who you were? At the equity? Yeah. Typically, anybody who knew was either a really close friend, but then there's friends that I haven't told yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, a very limited amount. And then, so, when, okay, so as it's as it's growing and growing and growing, like, I remember you did an interview with, um, on stage. Yes. Uh, you know, the yes. Frank DeLilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donna Carger, who is fun. my spirit animal. Donna, if Donna, I, I love you, Donna I Carger. I love all three of them. Oh, my, Roma so, yeah. I saw her once in a theater, and I said to her, because there was an empty seat, and she was looking for her seat, and I was like, if you sit next to me, I'm going to totally lose my mind. <laughs> and she goes, I'm not sitting there. <laughs> how did they smuggle you into the... Like, how did, um, you, how did you guys even that, do that? That was, that was, I think, that uh, Frank reached out through... Did uh, he know? He ended up knowing. Like that He didn't day. know who I was. Um, he found out who I was when we started uh, uh, corresponding about doing that. Because the big thing when I do these is I, I say, it's it's not what you, I'm not who you expect this right. to be. So, yeah. um, which is why I'm so guarded during those interviews with, uh, with how I answer questions. Because I'm like, well, crap, I got to now edit this. Because I'm not doing this from an insider's perspective. I'm doing it from like a commentator's perspective, an observer's right. perspective. So... But I don't want to give that away, so I have to give off the impression that I'm, I'm I actually am currently in a Broadway show, right? Um, so you wanted people to think that you were an actor in a show. I wanted people to think that I was the, uh, that I was one of like one was one of them. I wanted to kind of reflect the voice of what I was observing. Like I don't think that I'm. I've said this before, but I don't think I'm the end end all be all voice of this community by any means. But right. I was like satirizing a voice that I was witnessing. What did you do um, when people would ask you who you thought annoying actor friend was? Nobody really asked me because I I don't. Because you weren't, like, doing shows. Yeah, nobody... I don't know if I've been in that situation because it, wow. I really... Oh, I'm just... I'm a personal trainer at Equinox. Yeah. Uh, my wife is in the business. I'm occasionally around. Um, nobody... She would get it a lot. It'd be like, who is it? Especially in our circle of friends in the beginning before they found out. It'd be like, I know it's one of our friends. And we would get all nervous when that would happen. Or they're like, we, like I know it's you, Sarah. Or I know it's Andrew. But we'd get nervous about that. But I had to remember and tell her... I said, this is happening in a lot of social circles right yeah, now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that Andrew Keenan Bolzer told me that Rachel Hoffman, like, approached him at one point. I was like, I know it's you. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's not. So I think that that happened with a lot of people. So we just had to remember that if it happened to us, to just deflect it like anybody else would. 
I think that so much of the commentary of like the tweets, is, it's all so smart and funny, but some of it is a little biting. Would you uh-huh. say like some of it's not, I don't want to say mean, but like there are things that I've read uh, that I'm like, Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say that to her face. You well, know? well, I think that um, my thing with is, is that it was, there's, there's the different way there's different layers to it. Yeah. Um, I got this when I was going really after smash. Was yeah. That like, well, I'm not making fun of Smash. I'm making fun of actors who nitpick Smash. Uh-huh. But I'm also making fun of Smash. <laughs> so it's it, there's a couple layers there of that. Yeah. that it's a very convoluted uh, way to do satire, I think. But um, uh, I would always have a way to explain myself out if somebody was like upset about something. I'd be like, well, this is what I was doing with this specific tweet. Yeah. This is what this was supposed to mean. Let's talk about your books. So yeah. your, fir- your first book, so blast, hashtag so blast. Yes. Right. Yes. Hashtag so blessed the annoying actor friends guide to working with any in show business. How did that book contract come to you? Did you pursue uh, it or did somebody pursue you? Oh, I'll be fully honest here. This is the thing I love about the internet right now is that uh, we live in this age where we can do everything ourselves. Yeah. And 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 I was pretty honest in my afterword of the first book that it was fully self published because I was like, well, I'm not going to pound the pavement trying to. Find oh, out. was it self published? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even I just, realize. That. I just took it, Amazon Kindle and oh, they, wow. they do it all through there. And because because I was just doing it. You have to remember, I have like a full-time training job. Yeah. So I was like, this is my after-school activity. Yeah, yeah. The second I try to take it remotely seriously, it becomes a problem. And then all the proceeds were donated to BCEFA. That, that was right? for the audiobook. Uh, Who are the people uh, that are on the book? Uh, Alan Cumming, in this order. Alan Cumming, Leslie Margarita, Megan Hilty, Julia Murney, Will Swenson, Keala Settle, Brian Dennehy, Titus Burgess, Chris Rodriguez, and Andrew Keenan Bolger. Wow. But also, it's phenomenal. It's really, really well written. So, did, oh, are you, you. do you have a writing background? Uh, it's all been um, self taught. Okay. And this is the way my personality works is that, and this is what happened with, the, with when I was a conservatory program. The second I start getting into a serious, like being a, a program that's education, I get way inside my head. Yeah. And so I, would, I went in pretty fresh to conservatory and walked out with like i say that in that essay like i had uh, like an eight page backstory to rolf and the sound of music and i was trying to bring i had like he has issues with his dad and i was trying to bring that to the scene and that's like how i i carry i went through i I just brought that as an actor to everything just so much weight that was unnecessary so with this i said ah it's gonna be fun i'm just gonna learn as i go and if you read a lot of uh, specifically a lot of the early Smash blogs, if anybody goes back to those, you can see me learning how to construct a sentence every uh-huh. time. I'm learning how to write that voice. And so that sort of all just happened. Yeah. Um, and that, like, it, as it went. And there's things that I really like that I do. There's things where I'm like, wow, I'm so amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. More so the latter. Tell, <laughs> tell me about the book, your new book. This is called Grateful. Yes. Hashtag Grateful. Everything happens for a reason, which uh, I'm referenced maybe making a sequel in the first book. Uh, and then, uh, so this one is, the first book was very much written like a, this is a, a like the, the how to succeed in show business or like mm-hmm. the how to succeed. I want it to sound like, to feel like that, the book that the musical is based on. And, uh, and so that was like a, this is how you do it. And grateful is you've now done it. You've achieved everything that was in the first book. And now you're just <laughs> existing in the industry. And you can be unemployed in the industry. You can be employed. You could be. So it's all these. And it's choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. So, so you kind of. In the first book, I say that Broadway is uh, like high school. So you're in different classes depending on how you feel about the business at that given moment. So if you're 
if you just love it, you just, everything's amazing. You're a freshman. If you need to graduate, you're a senior. I say like, I don't think Elaine Stritch ever made it past sophomore year. I think, <laughs> I think it depends. Like sophomores are like when you, you love it, but you pretend you're, you pretend you're really too cool for it. And then, and then juniors are when you, you hate it, but you pretend that you like it. Right. And so the jumping off point of this book is what class are you in? And that turns into four different trajectories uh-huh. that sometimes bisect each other. But I, when we conceptualized this uh, in January, which actually was my my intern's idea, um, Ashley, she's, I said, I'm going to do Choose Your Own Adventure. She's like, well, I should do, why don't you do like what classes you're in? Like, I said, that could be the jumping off point. I said, great. But then that turned into four separate books. Uh-huh. So it's four times as long as the first book. <laughs> but the, re- and I, 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 the reader will never read all of that because yeah. you're clicking around and, you know, you die a lot and you got to go back uh, and, or turning the pages. Um, and so, so. I don't think anybody's going to have a full, like, a uh, full experience reading everything unless yeah. they just keep going back into it. So yeah, there's yeah. always these new surprises. There's like a hundred different endings. And is it self-published again? Yeah, that will be. So yeah. cool. I want to talk about something you did as you. We were having this interesting <laughs> conversation before we started about how like you found something to do. So I'll let you tell the story. But basically oh. I'm talking about the Michelle Fuller House Correct. situation. So, so somewhere I say that like you know, I can't talk about my clients on social media. I can't talk about this on social media. I don't have really anything to talk about that I'm doing if we're going to use it like, you know, brag book, um, which has been kind of an interesting uh, uh, experiment because we're, I'm, I'm here satirizing people who share too much. And then in turn, <laughs> right. if something really cool happens, like when Alan Cumming did my audiobook, I'm like, Alan, I'm in a room with Alan Cumming and he's reading my words. I can't talk to anybody about this. Yeah. And there's been moments like that, like, like, we got the lights dim for Joan Rivers. Right, right. And I just got to go down and watch it and take a picture and go home. Like, I, yeah. never, I don't get to share this stuff. So, yeah, at some point, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm a human like anybody else. I'm like, I want... Yeah, I did I that. Want likes. Yeah. And, 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 and usually, like, I used to run... Like, I, I didn't run it this year, but the last three years, I've been running the New York City Marathon. And that was kind of, like, where I got it. I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I'll get, like, 80 likes off of that. <laughs> I have this joke. I, I have, I, like, I have, like, Jen Tepper, who I love, yeah. gets 300 likes on anything anything that she posts and i'm like i i said i was like jen tepper goes to a show 300 likes i have to run through five boroughs with a back injury 80 likes jen tepper goes to a show 300 likes we just Um, i have to share that we just did so halloween was a few days ago and we did uh daisy as alexander hamilton and we posted one photo and it is up to 754 favorites on twitter amazing and almost 200 retweets so i'm like i hear you yeah you're like baby yeah yeah it's baby (laughs) in a cute costume and you know that it has nothing to do with her because it's Hamilton exactly. thing. Exactly. And she's like, standing in front of the <laughs> Hamilton sign. That's why. Um, so I, at some point I was, at some point I was going to end up doing something stupid on my own account. And I've been, I mean, I've been, I've been dicking around on social media since it began. Like I have experiments I was doing years ago, like the Facebook birthday. Uh-huh. Like one year, my birthday is on March in March. Uh, I got all those messages. And then uh, I, I said, I'm going to change my birthday to one month later. I got the same <laughs> messages. I was like, I got I don't think, I'm like, I don't care if you remember my birthday or not, but like, did you remember posting on my wall not 30 days ago? And then, so I blocked my birthday. I, like, I don't do it anymore. That was like the first social media experiment I ever did. Um, so what I did, this is in July and you know, I'm, I'm a kid of the nineties. So full house is one of my favorite shows. Of course. Um, and, uh, and I, I was on Instagram and I was like, I need, I just needed something to post. I just, I, I was, I was sitting down. I was like, I want to post something on Instagram. I don't have any pictures. And somebody reblogged that or reposted Bob Saget's Fuller House table read. Oh, yeah. It says Danny um, or Bob Saget, Danny Fuller House. It was like, you know, the first day of or the first read through. 
and, and I did a terrible Photoshop on it to say, Andrew Bredis, Michelle. And because that's going to land. I mean, it all come on the news that like, you know, the Olsen twins were not coming back, but they never said Michelle wasn't coming back. Right. So I post it and I post it. One of my hiding in plain sight moments was I posted fully annoying actor friend style. I'm like, first day of school. Oh, yeah. So, so I was like, whatever happened to predictability is right. Like, like this whole thing about like playing Michelle. And I hashtagged Fuller House. So all the people who were seeing those things started seeing. I got like all these people commenting. I'm like, wait, Michelle's a dude now? Um, they didn't get it. Like just the internet just did not understand it. So I started making tweets about it. And like I turned my personal account into a parody account where I was like, in the world universe of my personal Twitter, I am playing Michelle Tanner. Yes. But, but, uh, uh, he's trans now. Right. Um, and, but, and I love, I love full house, but like, you know, when you really watch it now, there's about three men in San Francisco raising three girls and they never right. even breached the subject of I homosexuality. Know. I know. Isn't that amazing? So I feel that like in they're like it, fuller house is going to be like, well, transparency out now. We should put a trans character in this, but not have any concept of how to do it. So they're going to put this guy in and not even change the name. He's, he's Michelle. And, and then I in turn would be really self-important about it. Like, so all my tweets are about how like I'm doing this amazing thing and this, I'm this amazing journey for, for like I'm like I'm gonna be the, the the speaker for the trans community, which is so inappropriate, totally. and and so I'll still do the tweets, like I'll still do them. But then I and then um we did like a, a I made a BuzzFeed of all of the tweets together, uh huh, and uh, and then that got to Lori Laughlin, which actually I, pre- oh, I believe it's pronounced right. Laughlin. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I believe. And I setting so the I record said, straight. I gotta say, about, I just learned that. Uh, so it got to her, and then she tweeted like as a joke, like how it was like. Like such a layered performance as Michelle, just so so fantastic. Keep it up, and so we started tweeting back and forth to each other. It became a bit. Then it confused the people who thought that this was real even more. Because like, and I was like, Aunt Becky, Aunt effing Becky. Uh, but wait, didn't BuzzFeed actually run a piece? No, I ran that because I was a because I, I was applying to BuzzFeed. So you created? I, that? I made that. You can you can go on BuzzFeed and make a community post if you want. I to. think I knew yeah. that. Okay. So I once again. Me just making my own shit because no one else will make it. It's right. like, look at me. Uh, so I made it because I was applying to BuzzFeed and you have to have, uh, you have to have something in, you have to have made one. Okay. So I was applying for a cultural commentary satirist, humorist, did not get a call. And I did include all of the annoying actor friend stuff. It's, I included all of it, didn't get a call. All right. So what is, what's, what's next for you now that what's this is all next for me? Um, God, I don't know. Uh, no, I think, uh, um, there's a lot. I just want to. I want to. I want to just see where this goes from here because mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's over. I just yeah. think that it's kind of about reinventing what it is. And I think I've always been. I've will tried you be nicer. To be, like will you? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be nicer now. Sometimes I'll be like, not that you're mean. I, do, no. I think you're the funniest. Thank you. But I, I'll say like, well, what can I say that you know? I'll think that now because the closer I get, like yeah. I, I have some jokes in this book that I'm editing right now. I'm like, no, no, I cannot do this one yeah. uh, at all. Um, and uh, and. And which is also, you know, going against everything that I was, you know, stand for. But, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be, I'll just be different. I I don't know. I've had this idea that, that the account itself will not understand that it's out. <laughs> That's so Because so I, and that everybody knows, I'll be like, I'll just ignore that. And I think I'll just take me, Andrew Bredis, and throw myself in the mix with all those other people totally. who do my things. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm never going to sing in my own concert ever, right. ever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that I just want to, what I, I want, one of the things I really want to do is I want to speak about social media places. I want to go to colleges. I want to talk just sort of about that and also just about making your own 
you weigh. Yeah, I mean that is and, so important. Yeah, and finding and using these these tools we have that are there. I mean, I think about just how things would have been. Like I say that I've, I said this before, but like I, I was really waiting for technology to catch up to my laziness. Like I, <laughs> I have an ex- there was a moment where I was being seen to be represented by Paradigm. Yeah, um, I got wow, a, and I got that off of a hard copy submission. I was like, wow. I met with them, and they're like, "Great, all we need is this." Is, I was twenty two. They're like, "All you need, can we just can you just film yourself like reading some sides, and we just want to see how you look on camera now?" I didn't do it. Oh my god! I just didn't do it. I like met with another agent, and they wanted to freelance. I was like, cool. Like, because because it would have involved get this, hooking a camera up and then hooking that into my computer and then, like YouTube wasn't really a thing, so I I don't know if I had to send it. Like it just there were too many steps yeah. for me. Uh, when when it's immediate, I'm like, great, I can do that. Uh, God, that's amazing. Yeah, I want to punch myself from then, but I'm also glad. Like I love I love that I failed as an actor. Yeah, um, I think it was the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, because it it it, it because it pushed me to what I'm doing now um, and to wherever that will take me next. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. You're awesome. And I hope we can do this again. Totally. I love it. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye. Theater People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. Mike edited this episode. Special thanks, as always, to Steve Tipton, Bradley Behan, Eric Emsch, Keith Allen Herzog, Diana Bush Photography, Ellen Marie Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back in a week or so. Until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking. 